Radio. Are you ready to count down to 2024 with DV Radio right here on DVRadio.net? The show begins in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. Uh-oh, I pushed the red line. It's been a faggot, Jimmy. Right, it's been detected. Seaman Trucking, we'll pack your shit for you. Go down to pound town, into pound town. Dysfunctional. I see Janet Reno in a pink bunny suit repelling out of a helicopter with an AR-15, and I'm like, this is fucking fantastic. It puts the lotion in the basket. We are extra disgruntled tonight. I like the feeling between my butt cheeks. I have to walk around the store with a mug, and people are like, oh, what are you doing? I'm drinking coffee? Like, no, I'm promoting DB. I can use the promo code Marquee and get 0% off. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, DB. You want to see how smart you are? Click on my ring. Yes. Get a little bit of foreskin in with that. He does talk a lot about his grandma's titties. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's probably heard a lot worse uh, out of me. I didn't see a box from Taste for Treasures. Oh, jeez. Dirt up my mouth a little. That reminds me of a Marine joke. We'll talk quietly amongst ourselves. Good thing we didn't say you better tune in. This is one for the record books. You don't want to miss it. It's time, 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 time to get swinging at the barracks party. That's right, it's New Year's Eve, it's December 31st, 2023, it's the Barracks Talk, Barracks Party smash up because we didn't do the Barracks Talk last night because that would have been fucking hell on all of us old assholes, but anyway, you are tuned in to WDVR, DVRadio.net, or listen to us on Radio King, search in DV Radio, or listen to us on podcast, and yes, this is live, unless you listen to us on podcast, in which it was recorded, and you're listening to us after that, so fuck you. Nope. <laughs> Just joking. Anyway, I'm Bonnerwood, and tonight, we got a little bit of a full house. Over in Alaska, as always, it's the frozen big man himself. All right. Whoop, whoop. What's happening, folks? I see you finally unmuted. Yes. <laughs> Fucking computer issues like a mofo tonight. But hey, that's why we have a pre-show, right? Uh, the, exactly. Exactly. That's why we have a mofo pre-show at least a half hour prior to the show. Damn, uh, it took me that long. <laughs> it did. No <laughs> joke. <laughs> You're like 10 minutes low. I was like, he's never going to get in, is he? <laughs> Uh, back like down computers. Here. <laughs> yep. Back down here in the lower 48, down in Florida, we got the Psych War Gang CEO and supervisor himself, the Marine Crown Ela Sergeant Wardog. New year, new party. Let's go, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. And then up here in North Kakalaki, we got the wood turning man himself who has not unmuted yet and then just unmuted as I was saying that is Mr. Joaquin <laughs> Wata. It's Wata Wood Turnings. JJ. How do you entertain a room full of veterans in the middle of the night? Put a fucking fireworks button in your chat. 
We're all clicking that thing like fucking wearing helmets and licking windows. Y'all motherfuckers gonna make everybody's computers and mobile phones and tablets just start seizing up and they're gonna be like, I can't see the website, it froze her. And they're gonna get mad at me. Jesus shit. Um <laughs> and then out in Colorado from MBR Radio, he is streaming for us on Facebook and all the social media things because fuck that shit because my internet is like <laughs> fucking dick as always. It's Mr. Joe. Yo, 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 yo. God damn you, motherfucker. I go out of the fucking browser long enough to introduce everybody. I get back in. The whole chat room is literally white. <laughs> Because the fireworks are so plentiful. <laughs> like, Jesus, hell. <laughs> Red's place said, no fair, I got no fireworks button. See, this is this is the beauty of being on a computer when you use the chat. <laughs> We're all over here. Click, 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 click. Clicking the mouse. Clicking the mouse. <laughs> Everybody gets mad at me because of the mobile version. Look, it's not my fault you decided to use your mobile device okay i hey nothing i can do there <laughs> it's i'm glad to uh see that you can make it with us red and cv and our german folk and somebody up in near chicago uh i said chicago <laughs> you twist those words around a little bit and you can get something else out of me <laughs> <Chicago>. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yes, this is the New Year's Eve slash New Year's Day uh, episode, Barracks Hall, Barracks Party. And uh, we'll go until a little bit after midnight. We'll try to have some fun. We'll try to keep it upbeat. We'll try to remember what all's happened over the past year that's been good. We're not going to talk about anything depressing, uh, but we will have a depressing moment within the show. <laughs> uh, it's it's bittersweet, uh, and it's a little depressing, too. It's the uh, end-of-the-year tribute that I finally got done um, uh, because I I was having some issues fighting some, some stuff, and uh, I finally spent another 10 hours finding shit and and everybody's like you spent 10 hours yes i did yep I did. And, then, and then you know it never ends because even today we lost another one you know nascar legend yeah so it doesn't stop <laughs> uh, who was that again like oh. kelly arborough our, I'm fucking you. I was getting ready to say Kelly, and I was like, I better not because it would be my luck. It ain't him. Uh, <laughs> yep. He, he had to have been in his 80s, right? Yeah, 84, believe it or not. So, uh, he was battling some illnesses anyway. I mean, it, you know, unfortunately, you know, it happens obviously to everyone. I mean, it's, that's, that's life, right? So, but, uh, yeah, we lost another great one, believe it or not, today. Yeah, uh, I will go over a few right now, uh, since we are talking about it, uh, just to name a few. Ken Block, Jeff Beck, uh, Last King of Greece, Constantine, uh, Lisa Marie Presley, uh, Lance Reddick, uh, let's see, Charles Stanley, Jerry Springer, uh, John Beasley, the Iron Sheik. Me and Oink were really surprised about that one, but he was up there too. He was in his eighties, but, um, anyway, uh, Alan Arkin, uh, Tony Bennett, uh, let's see, do, 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 do. Hey, Buckus. <laughs> Bob Barker, Jimmy Buffett, um, Richard Roundtree, also known as John Shaft, um, Matthew Perry, Bob Knight, 
Don Walsh, uh, Andre Bauer, absolutely looked up to that man. Uh, Norman Lear, that's, like I said, just to name a few, there was a ton of people, uh, sadly that passed away as, as, uh, far as celebrities go. Um, so we will play that at some point in the show. We might even have a little song break. I don't know yet. It depends on how everybody feels. But, uh, yeah, just stick with us. Uh, give us some shit to talk about. Let's make fun of shit. Let's have fun. Let's laugh. Let's poke fun at one another. And, uh, just keep it as upbeat as we can to say fuck 2023, even though it wasn't a terrible. Well, I can't say that, right? For me, it was just like, I'm skimping by year. For some people, it was fucking horrible. For some people, it was fucking blast. Uh, but tonight, let's just say fuck off 2023 in the happiest go lucky terms that we can. And hopefully next year will be fun and exciting and, and welcoming. And did I say inviting? I don't know if I did. Uh, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, you all are, are in a good place tonight. And, uh, yeah, glad to have you all listening. Yes, Tim, Tim, uh, Timmy Smothers, uh, the Smother Brothers did pass away. I did get one of his in as well from like 1940 something, 1950s. I can't remember. Uh, it was a skit. Uh, you'll hear it in the tribute. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, uh, you didn't get to, uh, hear us, uh, Saturday and you didn't get to hear us. Uh, December 23rd. So with that in mind, let's go around the proverbial table and find out what everybody's been up to. Uh, let's start in Florida. Uh, Mr. Sergeant Wardog, how was your Christmas, uh, day and Christmas week? And did you do anything fun and exciting Christmas weekend? And he's Marine, so he's muted out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's up? <laughs> What's up? Just over here eating some edibles? No biggie? What's up? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm I got to, go ahead. I got the munchies. I had to step away real quick. <laughs> Dude, that's what me and Omic was doing before the show. <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I was uh, letting everybody know as, as they didn't get to hear us uh, on December 23rd because we didn't have a show or uh, yesterday night. Uh, what was your Christmas like, your Christmas week, uh, the proverbial break that everybody's had over the past week uh, from DV Radio? It was uh, pretty uh, normal, I guess I'll say, you know, just uh, kids running around, uh had the podcast going each day um, on NBR radio and, uh, you know, just enjoying, enjoying every day for what it is, man. So, so we could get into this new year, man. Absolutely. Well, I, I, I do hope you guys had a blast over Christmas uh, day and break and all that good stuff. And I hope the kids had fun. I hope the family had fun. Yes, it was Tommy's mother's. I was about to say Tommy when I seen Timmy in the chat room, but then I was like, Am I remembering it wrong? <laughs> I should have went with my gut instinct. Uh, but no, I'm glad you uh, got to have at least a uh, peaceful week, it sounds like, Sergeant Wardog. Yeah, nice and peaceful. That's the way I needed it at my age. Hey, <laughs> back into the club, bro. Age, to the club. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. JJ's got a couple on me and I know I got a couple on you. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. No, uh, I'm, I'm seriously glad that you can make it tonight. I know 
we were all wondering if we were all going to make it tonight <laughs> over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> whew, like I said, it ain't been a terrible year for me, but at the same time, uh, I know some people it's been terrible for us. So anyway, uh, let's see. Uh, JJ, I know you're muted out. You probably stepped away. No, I'm right here. <laughs> How was your uh, Christmas break, night, week, whatever you want to call it? You just don't need to hear me cracking a yawn every three seconds. <laughs> Dude, I woke up. I went to sleep at 3.30 this morning, woke up at 6.45 on the fucking dot, was up until 3.30, went to sleep, woke back up at 4.30, and I've been up ever since. I'm like, God damn, I'm fucking going to be hurting tonight. And I guarantee you we'll get like 10, 15 minutes from the end of the show, and I'll be like... Okay, just just another few more minutes. And then after the show, I'll have this burst of fucking adrenaline, and I won't be able to go to sleep the rest of the night. Guarantee fucking see it. Well, I'm basically asleep right now, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I uh, I turned a football bat. A, f- a cricket bat? A, cricket a football bat. bat. A football bat. Have, have you ever heard the uh, phrase, Garen a football bat? Apparently not. Okay, so. <laughs> no, but when I was a private, they told me I was fucked up like a football bat. There you go, fucked up like a football bat. There you go, same thing. Or that's scared a football bat. Well, uh, I made a football bat. <laughs> Had a customer wanted a bat, right? We're talking a 36-inch bat, which is within regulation, with a two-foot barrel. And uh, so I turned it, um, and it's <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong. It weighs about three pounds. All I can imagine is it's for it's for weight swing training. You know, like they usually put weighted collars on the bats. All I can no. think is that this is for weighted training, weighted swing training. Um, but it is the most fucked up looking thing you've ever seen. It's like a fucking <laughs> fucking bratwurst with a handle. Oh, it's like those scam shoes for your calves, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking dumbest fucking scam. You know, it weighs more than three pounds. I mean, if you're swinging that, you're going to build muscle. <laughs> you don't have a choice. I mean, I mean, it depends on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Some people, they ain't going to be able to lift it. Others, it's just going to be like fucking swing goddamn pixie stick. Others, it's going to be like, all right, yeah, we got some help to this bitch. All right, yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, you, you hit somebody upside the head when they're coming through the front door with that thing, they will not walk away. Hey, you never know. Maybe it's a movie prop. Wink, wink. (laughs) 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 Well, I gave it a practical tool finish, not a a smooth finish. finish. Watch out for spares. (laughs) That's going to be a painful prop. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. That's good, man. I'm glad you got some stuff out there. Uh, did you? How, how was the? Uh, I know you said you made something uh, food wise for Christmas. You was making a meal or something? Oh, yeah. We had uh, we had a little dinner get together uh, Saturday before Christmas, and uh, of course I did the traditional ham. But, but uh, for six ninety nine a pound, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. And I got a, a prime rib roast standing rib roast and made prime rib and it turned out fucking incredible. It was amazing. Awesome. 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 It sounded like 
Oh yeah. Ooh. Nice, rare, but a good, t- good smoke, smoky flavor. Cause I did it on my smoker. And yeah, it was good. It was good. I hear. Glad to hurt. Glad to hurt. Oh, and I came up with a new sign. Um, it was kind of experimental, but it's going to be something that I cook a lot. I just cubed up, uh, uh, butternut squash and parsnips and tossed them with some olive oil and some seasoning and threw them on some parchment paper in the oven and roasted them. And man, it was fucking incredible. It was really good. Nice. Everybody's like, I don't know if I like squash. They ate almost all of it. <laughs> <laughs> man, I had to grow up. My grandma always making squash and fucking fried cabbage. And I'm going to tell you, you know, when your grandma is fixing goddamn fried cabbage, you ain't even got to be a mile within the house. Holy fuck. That goddamn stank. <laughs> ah, goddamn. Uh, but anyway. Come on now. Can't be as bad as sauerkraut. Come on. <laughs> Look, Real sauerkraut, to- you can smell three miles away. <laughs> Dude, we had to can that shit, too. That, that, Man, that's our, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. It's a Pennsylvania Dutch thing where they have sauerkraut on the first. So guess what I'm having tomorrow? Yummy. Mm-hmm. We uh, used to go over at my grandpa's and we, we used to make sauerkraut every year. And my mom's got the, uh, this big ass fucking, it's not even a jar. It's, it's like a fucking, I don't know what the fuck you call it. It's a big ass pottery pot. It's beautiful. No, <laughs> it's not. It's <laughs> rock. No. Um, and then, uh, you know, you got to weigh it down while it's, uh, while it's curing and all that. Get all, skim it and all that good stuff. People that ain't never made sauerkraut that's listening right now, they're like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> and, uh, so he would put a plate on top of it and he had this one special slate rock that he got from the house that he lived at. And we got all that in there in the, in the main house. And we ain't used it since he died. Like it's just sitting there. <laughs> but I remember fucking being a little youngin, <laughs> having to smell that shit and not wanting to be anywhere near it when they were skimming it. Because as soon as you took that fucking plate off, oh my god, woo! <laughs> I'd rather that silence is right the fuck on now. I think I'd almost, almost rather smell a fucking outhouse. Like, <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> Man, I miss Cannon and all that, dude. I ain't going to lie. Damn. Anyway, you're making me reminisce about days long past, man. Shit. Uh, Joel, how was your uh, Christmas Day week? Uh, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> it was awesome. My, uh, my wife got me some orange scrubs that I wanted, um, you know, so I could go to bed. The scrubs are just really comfortable. And then I got the, uh, the electronic drum set that you see on TikTok. Uh, I got that. So I'm able to play drums. Don't worry. I'm not going to play them in front of you guys. I don't want to lose listeners, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's nice. I like it. I, you know, when you get older, you just don't expect much from Christmas. And when you do get something, you not only are you surprised, but you know, you're kind of impressed because you, you know how hard it is for people to, to just think of you to give you something. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. 
I get you, man. I think I got my brother some uh some floor mats for his truck. I don't even know if he's put them in yet. He just said thank you. I was like, you're welcome. Shit, I don't know what that kid wants anymore. I don't know what he needs. He don't talk to me. I'm gonna say, well, you're uh, nice, man. I, I don't even think me and my brother send each other Christmas postcards. We call each other, hey, Merry Christmas, hey, Merry Christmas, everything, okay? Yeah, yeah, all right, goodbye. We don't really talk. I mean, yeah. shit, the only time my brother wants something or, you know, talks to me is when he wants something. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, I got two sisters too that, you know, like I said, I've had the uh, same phone number and cell phone number since, you know, I moved up here 15 years ago. And I think they managed to call it once, maybe, if I'm lucky. So that it is what it is. They call you to ki- come and kill a spider or like something. Nah, they, don't call. <laughs> they, they just don't call. They may, might message me on Facebook or something, but that, that's about it. <laughs> It is what it is, though, man. I ain't, I ain't hating. Right. They're family. Right. I'm here for them. They need something. I got their back. But I mean, too, you got to look at it like this. I mean, how many of your friends that you knew for 20 years do you keep in constant contact with as well, like on a daily basis? I mean. Oh, that's, that's even worse. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> you know, <to> be honest. <laughs> I don't I don't think that the majority of us do it on purpose. It's just one of those life happens, right? I mean, oh, yeah. Right. Um, so, but talking about you, uh, how was your Christmas week day break thing? That ah, well, you know, we still worked at only three days of work, so it wasn't too bad. I mean, the temperatures were in the, you know, negatives, right at negative zero and stuff. And now shit, we, we're fucking a balmy 24 right now. We're, we're fucking cooking. So, so go figure. Right. But, uh, it, I mean, it, it never fails. We've got like 78.6 inches of snowfall this year, which is a fucking record for Anchorage. So it's wow. been. It's been balls to the wall at work. Ain't no lie. I mean, we've been busy, you know, with the blowing the aircraft off before we de-ice it. So it's it's been a hell of a time. But other than that, I mean, as far as Christmas, you know, we had the, the outlaws and, and stuff over. So that, that was good. Uh, we surprised my daughter with the video that uh, you and Recoil put together for us. And, uh, you know, they loved it, obviously. Tears were flowing, not a dry eye in the house. So, I mean... You did a fantastic job, brother. Congrats. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was a good Christmas. Glad to hear that. Like I told you, I hate making people cry, but I'll, I'll take an exception on this one because it was a happy moment. So <laughs> <laughs> most definitely, most definitely, you know, and I think they, they sort of forgot about it because, you know, they got married back in July and I had them record, uh, their wedding vows, which my daughter wrote, you know, shortly thereafter. And they were all like, okay, what's this for? You know, they were just kind of questioning it. And then when we put it all together, uh, with the pictures and stuff. And like I said, we got with the, the actual photographer, got permission to use the photos that she took and whatnot. So, you know, it, it made it something very special for him. So, you know, but if I ever hear that fucking Ed, what's his fucking name again? I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? Man, I'm going to tell you what, you, you, you know how many fucking songs I had to listen to to find the right ones for that fucking Man, I'm going to tell you, those that don't know, it was Ed Sheeran. I know a lot of y'all love him. He's a talented kid. I ain't putting him down. But goddamn, son. (laughs) I'm telling you. I am telling you. Like, (laughs) not only that, she had all of the instrumentals. And I had to go back and find the ones with the vocals. 
because it has a more impact, right? And oh my God, I, <laughs> if I don't hear Ed Sheeran again for the rest of my days, it's gonna be too goddamn soon, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I don't know if you had a chance to look at that reaction video i don't think i think it finally uploaded but uh I haven't closely, yeah if you look closely in the back of the grandfather clock you can actually see the video as well so you can sort of time it you know with what you put together and what they're looking at so it's pretty cool pretty cool yeah. I'll, I'll definitely if i don't watch it tonight definitely tomorrow i was going to watch it yesterday but i was worried about the tribute so <laughs> yeah, well no priorities i got you i got you Oh shit. Yep. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm going to tell you, I didn't think I'd have that hard of a time this year because I, I sort of kept up with it to a degree, but then I was like, I actually got to find clips because my dumb ass don't find clips when it happens. So I guess I need to start doing <laughs> I'm like, I'll do it later. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm but excited because I, I don't think I've ever heard it before. You've never heard any of our tributes? I don't think so. You're in for a treat then, brother. You're in for a treat. Bo does a hell of a job on those as well. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I say he does a hell of a job. You can be the judge when you hear it. How's that? Okay. Uh, but yeah, this one's, uh, I'm not going to lie. This one's a little over five minutes, like five and a half minutes. And I know it's, some people are going to be like, oh my God, just end already. But, <laughs> but, you know, I try to make it. I don't know. I don't know what I try to do to it. Anyway, anyway, it's, it's an, it's, it's a, it's a thing. It's a thing I do. I, <laughs> that I don't get paid for. Another thing I don't get paid for. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so what was something that you absolutely love that happened this year? Not bad stuff. Let's talk about good stuff. Um, anybody who wants to go first? Uh, you know, I will say that I started the, uh, the treatment for the, the TBI. I, I started the Hydra barracks chamber. And, you know, as I got done with it last week, you know, some time has went by. I'm going to have to do more sessions. I'm already told, but like my, my father, my wife, uh, like a nurse of mine from the VA, they're like, we could tell a huge difference in your voice between before and after. Do you realize that? And I'm like, no, I don't realize. They're like, you could tell a huge difference. You're, you're a little bit more clear and stuff like that. So, you know, that's one of the good things that happen. And, you know, may, maybe I'll get this drunk sound completely away from me. And one day I'll come in and they're like, Hey, this is a, this is an H. What the hell? <laughs> um, so I, I'm looking forward to it, but they, they said that I'm probably going to be looking at, at doing at least 100, 110 sessions of these dives. I've already done 40. I've got to do 20 more after I have a two or three month break. And I'll probably be doing 20 sessions on a break for a while. Nice. Well, I'm glad it's uh, obviously helping you. I have noticed uh it's not a big change but it is enough for me to be like something's different uh, <laughs> but uh like I, I was saying i'm glad to see that it is working for you uh because a lot of those treatments you know they just aren't fit for everybody it's right, not, not fit for everybody um so that's good that it is actually working for you 
Yeah, you know, I, I think there's a lot of treatments out there. It's just kind of like hit and miss because everybody's body is different. So what might ha- work for you uh, might not work for somebody else. I, I I learned that with coaching as well or being a teacher. Um, I'm sure you guys have experience with that, you know. What you might tell one student, they, they just might not get, and then another teacher, you know, tells them a different way, and bam, snap, they're they're on it. They know everything about it. So sometimes it just takes that unique teacher or that unique coach. Uh, before I forget and all my friends kill me, I've got like five or six friends saying to tell everybody, hey, uh, hey. Stay <laughs> <laughs> back. Hey, hey, from my personal friends that nobody here knows. So, <laughs> and no, I'm not saying their names because they don't deserve all that fucking fame. <laughs> nobody would know who the fuck I was talking about. Uh, but no, um, I am glad that that's working for you. And yeah, one size doesn't fit all because I'm going to tell you, I know a lot of Crohn's experts that's never had Crohn's or known anybody with Crohn's, but they've known somebody with Crohn's and now it's cured. And let me tell you, I don't know how they found a cure for an incurable disease, but good for them. Anyway, um, <laughs> motherfuckers, uh, who wants to go next? I'm happy I wrote my book, man. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's not something that I intended. It's not something that a year ago I sat back and was wondering, you know, saying that I wanted to do or anything like that. But, uh, once the idea came across my mind, um, I don't know. It just kind of struck me as a side of me that I thought I could tap into. And I did. That's awesome. Uh, speaking of your book, what made you decide to, to start writing it? Did something just one day you go epiphany and <laughs> voila, you were writing, uh, or, uh, what, what happened? Well, I figured after all this time, no one is ever going to come up to me and ask me what my story was like for three tours in Iraq and then being there the first day. And since no one's going to come up, come up to me, uh, if I want the story told, then I got to do my part and tell it myself. I hear you. I hear you. Now, has it been, cause I know it's different for everybody. Um, obviously writing about your past, uh, especially for somebody that's been through, uh, the hellfire and brimstone that you've been through obviously opens old wounds. Uh, but I know at the same time you've been, uh, working on, you know, the healing process or whatever you want to call it. Um, but while writing that book, <laughs> how much did it hurt slash help you with dealing with things? Uh, it all helped. I, I'll admit that it all helped, but there were some moments that, you know, brought back things I hadn't thought about or, or pictured in my mind in a very, very long time. So it, um, it was all still positive and healthy and, um, you know, it was, it was, uh, beneficial and all, but, um, there were some moments that made me realize like, damn, I forgot that happened or damn, I forgot what that looked like or smelled like or, how that made me feel or, you know, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. How long is this uh, book going to be, or is it at the moment or. What are we talking like word count? Or... No, no, no. Pages. <laughs> Sorry. Workout. Oh. You probably 
Looking at thirty four thousand at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's about where I'm at. Is um, uh, page numbers. Uh, it's in the low one hundred range. I wanted to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Something in and out, you know. Now, is this something that you're going to expand on possibly in the future? Uh, like whether it's obviously your tours or how you dealt with things or how you, you know, found treatments or anything like that? Oh, it hits all those. Uh, it, it involves all three tours from the very first day of the Iraq war and, uh, from boot camp to, uh, school of infantry to, uh, leaving to wait outside the Kuwait border, you know, when the war first began, um, I do delve into things that happen after the service, such as struggles with PTSD. I go into detail with all of my hospitalizations from PTSD and suicidal uh, ideations, uh, the issues I had with those those two uh, demons of mine. And um, I try to end it with a certain, like, self-help, I guess, type of... Uh, uh, comments that I've picked up over the years, which is just little, little common things like, you know, uh, don't ever expect anyone else to understand you the way another war veteran will, stuff like that. Right. I got you. Well, I know myself, I look forward to you, uh, dropping it hot and heavy when you're ready to. <laughs> It obvious, like when you ready to be like, yeah, motherfucker, I'm, I'm publishing my book, yeah, and that's nothing like Sergeant Wardog. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but no, I definitely look forward to uh, adding that to my collection of books that I absolutely fucking need to read because everybody's jumping on my back to read their shit. Um, but no, uh, I do, I really do look forward to seeing. Uh, your perspective with dealing with everything because uh, we've been working together for how long now? How long? Four years for me. Four years now? Jeez. Yeah. Man, time fucking flies. I mean, it does. Uh, <laughs> it all started with a Twitter post. Right. I, I was in the woods. I was changing the batteries on my trail cam. And you made a comment like, I bet you Sergeant War Dog would like to be on the show. You're like, you damn right I would. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, because you uh you had put out some pictures of the DV gear you had. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, that's right. And I was like, that's some old school shit there. This motherfucker riding hard with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Since day one, since since the dysfunctional infidel hats were out in 2013. Yep, yep, yep. I got I got a box with the old stuff. No, I'm sorry. There's not enough sizes to go around for everybody. <laughs> it was back in the day when we had all the good shit. Um, so, yeah, man, damn. Uh, but uh, like I was uh, saying, I, I'd love to, to, to find out more about, you know, your personal experiences and, and, and your personal thoughts. Because I know when we're sitting here on the show, it's a little different than us talking one-on-one, right? Um, cause, cause you want to make sure that the people that are listening, uh, actually get something from it <laughs> and not that they wouldn't just talking one-on-one like, or talking in the way we do one-on-one, but it's a little different off, off air than it is on air. 
uh, as far as that goes. So yeah, I, I'll absolutely look forward to that. And I'm sure the other guys and everybody that's listening, uh, is looking forward to Sergeant Wardog's autobiography, I guess we're calling it. That's just another damn book I gotta read. Fuck. I'm just saying, no, I'm, sure. I, I'm put, I'm placing it in the memoir category. Memoir. Okay. Yeah. yeah Cause I didn't write it as long as you want, might think an autobiography might be in that 60,000 range and mm-hmm. that high, high ass range. I did about half that. So I'm, uh, trying to, trying to look at it as being in that, in that range. But I have to admit, um, I've been going through a little bit of a dilemma as far as being a veteran and trying to get published. Now, uh, I spoke with JJ. And he got me the idea of uh, speaking to Mike Guardia. So I did speak with Mike. I did pass him along my manuscript and all. And um, but, um, my whole point, I'm sorry, was I'm still struggling with the whole aspect of will I get picked up through traditional publishing or will I need to just go the self-publishing route? And there's obviously goods and bads to both. So I'm just at the at that dilemma of like, damn, which one's gonna be the one for me? Well, I'm a greedy motherfucker, so I'm definitely going the self publishing route because fuck <laughs> the publishing houses today. No, uh- <laughs> 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 no, nah, nah, it's it's like you said. There's there's pros and cons to both, and personal preference, and obviously time right and and what actually what, you you want to know what mike gordy said bro what's that he said traditional publishing is just for street credibility mm-hmm. and obviously you get a lot more of your control of your royalties with self-publishing mm-hmm. he's right he's absolutely right and like i was saying you know publishing houses are like record labels in the music industry they're just there to make money off you at the end of the day. And you make just a small percentage. And, and then if you sign a contract, you know, make more books, that's another thing you got to worry about too. So there's, there's so many, so many things, little nuances you got to look at. Right. So. Well, the other thing that I talked to him about was the reason I self published is because there's so much political charge to mm-hmm. the whole service dog issue. Um, and publishing houses in most of those contracts, they hide little things like the right to tell you that you need to not say this or do say this kind of thing. And when you self-publish, nobody tells you what to put in your book, but you. Yeah. Yeah. That's another thing that I, that's another reason I'm going to end up self-publishing because the shit that I'm right about ain't nobody going to like it. Why did you say that? Oh my God. <laughs> Cause I, you know me, I push lines. <laughs> Do you yeah. at all worry about being able to get it into the bookstores as well as a traditional? No, that's really. where I'm stuck on. I mean, if you get into the bookstores, great. If not online, it's obviously going to be where your most sales are generated today. Um, Honestly, and then you got to weigh the pros and cons to that, too. Uh, if you get into a bookstore, how much are they going to take off the top to allow you to be in the bookstore? And 
then how long can you be in the bookstore and how many can you have in that bookstore? And if it's another state, how much before you got to pay taxes and all that good stuff. Right. So there's, there's so many little nuances that you got to look at. Like um, if you go from Florida and you come up here to North Carolina and you sell, I can't remember the the number, but don't quote me. I'm just using this as an example. If you came up here and done the autograph signing, right. And you sold, 200 books and the quota is you have to either sell 250 of your product or a thousand dollars. Obviously you're not going to make a thousand dollars on 200 books before you pay taxes. So you sell 200 books, but you didn't make a thousand dollars. You're still under that tax quota. So you ain't got to pay taxes for North Carolina. I'm not saying that's, that's the numbers again. Don't take that as that's, that's how it is, but there's so many little things you got to look at. And yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Well, damn. <laughs> yeah. You got me thinking. Um, cause I initially kind of had a problem with an agent taking 15%. So the way you, from what you just said, you got me thinking it could be possible to need them to understand what you just said. Well, I mean, you could also get a tax professional that you trust, like a friend or somebody that's in taxes that does taxes that can do it for free or do it for a very small amount. There's a lot of tax people out there that will help you understand the tax laws for all the states and what you got to do and this, that, and the other. Um, another thing that I know for sure will help anybody that's self-publishing is creating an LLC because if somebody comes after you and wants to sue you, right, they can't sue you. They have to sue the LLC. So the most you're going to lose is the LLC, you ain't going to lose money out of your pocket. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's obviously more to it than just, it's not that cut and dry, but, but there's so, like I said, there's so much stuff you got, you actually got to look into. So, um, yeah, just talk, talk to Mike and, and, and JJ and do a little bit of research. And like I said, look, uh, hook up with uh, somebody you trust that's in the tax profession and then go from there and kick it. <laughs> kick it. <laughs> I guess it's just kicking me ass wondering, am I good enough to be traditionally published? I yeah, think every, every, everybody worries about that, right? Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the first thing everybody thinks about. And then not only that, you're thinking, all right, so how did this writer write this? Or how did that writer write this? Or what's the traditional way? Or what's the best way? And this, that, and the other. I mean, you're going to have so many questions to the, to the day that thing hits press. It's not even funny. Do you feel like, uh, do you feel like all it takes is like one yes from the right editor or the right, you know, publisher? Do do you you feel like it's, it's that, it's one of those things? All it just takes is that one believer in your work? I mean, yes and no. There's going to be a lot of people that ain't going to believe in you and there's going to be a lot of people that will believe in you. But at the end of the day, it's what the consumer feels. There you go. Look and how I'm... many people look how many people turned down Stephen King. Stephen King wrote under a pseudonym, got caught, and they still tried to go after him to stop writing what he was writing, and now he's one of the biggest horror writers in the world in history. Right on. So I mean you can't look at Stan Lee. Look at that to Sylvester Stallone too. You know the story about him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't, you can't just do what you want to do. 
honestly, write what you want to write, create what you want to create. If a professional tells you it's not good enough, fuck them. Take the constructive criticism. But if they're not giving you constructive criticism, fuck them. Honestly, that's my (laughs) opinion. I could be wrong, but unless it's actually actively helping you to better yourself and your artwork, no matter what type of work it is, they're just an asshole. (laughs) You realize your advice was just basically the lyrics to the Adams family song. (laughs) (laughs) They give you comments or suggestions, but they don't give you like a map of, Okay, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Then they're just barracks lawyers and just just don't even listen to them. Right on. I've only known the person when it comes to art to do what you want to do. Yep. There's going to be somebody else that likes it. It doesn't matter if everybody likes it or not, and you're going to get more negatives than you are positives. That's just the way the cookie goes, man. It's the way the cookie crumbles. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we're always our own worst critics at that too. I mean, you can ask Bo when he does something, and I say it looks fucking uh-huh. phenomenal. He's like, "Oh no, I could do something better." And I'm sure JJ's the same way. He turns a piece of wood. He's like, "God, I could have just, if I would have just stopped a second sooner, or you know, done this a little different. You know, it would have been so much better." Because we're we're we are we're our own worst critics. So don't get your don't get inside your own head either. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. Yep. 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 Uh, that's why I said shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm still going through my mind on a goddamn tribute, dude. It's not even funny right now. I ain't lying. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here going. I'm sitting here going. Did I get everything in there? Did it render right? Did Did I get everything timed right? Like I am still like I'm actively going through it in my brain right now. I hear it. It's five and a half minutes long, and the whole time we've been talking, I am actively going through that motherfucking file. Like. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, dog? You see what I'm saying? I'm not lying. I'm not going to fucking fuck with y'all right now. I literally got up this morning. The first thing I thought about was finding a specific clip because I'd finished it. I finished it yesterday. And I was like, you know what? I want to get that clip. And I sat (laughs) here for hours trying to find this one specific fucking clip. Because I don't own the fucking video. Surprise, boo. Don't own the fucking video. And, <laughs> and I finally found it. And then I had to redo everything else below it where I put it. I was like, God damn. <laughs> so that was even more hours on top. But no, um, uh, excuse me. Do what you want to do. Go the route you want to re- go. And then when it comes to publishing with a house or an agent or self-publishing, that is going to be on the pros versus the cons weighing themselves for the betterment of you, right, at the end of the day. Right. That's what's up there. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, I need to get you a soundboard. That's what I should have got you for Christmas, Bo, is a is a soundboard so that when we're like talking, if if you have little funny clips from what we've said in the past weeks, you have that soundboard and you can hit it. Well, I have a soundboard. It's just hard to do it when we're not all sitting beside each other in a studio. It's it's I can do it, but it's better to do it post edit. I've learned because I'll do it and y'all motherfuckers will start talking as soon as I do it. 
and then y'all have to re-say whatever the fuck you said, and then the whole beat, the sound clip loses its meaning, and it's like, oh well. So I quit doing. It. I'll put it in post edit, uh, like crickets. There was a there was a show a couple weeks ago we done, and I don't know if anybody listening has heard it. But somebody took forever to fucking answer me at the end of the goddamn show. And I don't remember who it was. It was one of y'all. And I think Oink said crickets. And I played the cricket clip <laughs> twice back to back because <laughs> it was that goddamn long. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to keep it at least an hour. I'm going to put crickets in. And sure enough, it fit almost perfectly. I think I cut off one chirp and that was it. <laughs> like. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's why I got a, I got a little, uh, what's it called? Play it cartwheel, cartwall, cartwheel, <laughs> fucking cartwheel. <laughs> I've seen W and LL. <laughs> um, JJ, oi, anything fantastic that happened this year that you want to reminisce about? Hmm. Well, it started uh, last year, actually. We got notified that my oldest daughter was pregnant with her second child, only to find out after the new year turned this year that uh, she lost that child. So that was some tragedy that, unfortunately, that we found, you know, some bad news about. But shortly thereafter, we just found out she is pregnant again. And this time it's going a little farther than what the last one did. Uh, they obviously have paid a lot closer attention to, uh, the ultrasounds and what have you. So she's doing good. The baby's doing good. And we're looking forward to 2024 of welcoming in a, a new grandchild. So that's awesome. And then, you know, just this past summer, again, my daughter, uh, second daughter there got married. So, you know, 2023 wasn't too bad. It had its ups and downs. Like you said, it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible at the same time. Look, I, I hate to call you out on it. But I hear how proud of a dad you are right now. I can hear it in your words. Like, oh yeah, dude. I mean, I hear you. I hear you trying to hold back the tears. I've known you long enough, <laughs> and and I'm not gonna lie. If I was in your shoes, I'd be bawling right now. I wouldn't have been able to make it through that. But uh, absolutely, 100 percent. Congratulations, not just to you, but to the family, because I know y'all y'all had y'all's ups and downs over the few over the last few years. We talked about that and. To see everybody so happy and smiling in y'all's family, man, it's it's priceless. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like you said, I couldn't be happier. Twenty twenty three sucked in some parts, and, and at other times, you know, it was it was good. It was a you know phenomenal year in other areas, you know. So, looking forward to twenty twenty four, and hopefully, you know, more good things than bad. I hate to make light of the situation, but when you said it began last year. <laughs> And it's being no, worked did. on. And it's, be, and it's being worked on right now. And I'm like, wait, what? Well, see, you know what happens? The birds and the bees when they get together. When you when you said that, I was like, oh god, please don't, please don't. Oh shit, uh, JJ. Uh, I survived 2023. There's that. I got that going for me. Well, I mean, look. Uh, one, no, I, I had some good. I had some good things happen. I got my second laid, and uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's been a year. It's it's been a year. Been a little bit rough, but yeah, 
I, 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 you mentioned the lathe, and I was actually thinking about that too. But one thing that I'm, I know you're definitely proud of is the house. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, but I've and, been in. The, we bought this in. Uh, bought the house in uh, twenty two. Right. So it's been a year. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, a little yeah. more to year. Yeah. Yeah. So I know. I know that was one big accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, that is a good. It is a big accomplishment, especially in this fucking market. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm still getting butt raped, but at least I got a house. <laughs> right, you got a roof over your goddamn head, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am working on uh, working on getting uh, 220 power out to the shop so that I can um, get a third lathe, a full size lathe. That you know, so 12 inches isn't the largest, widest thing I can turn anymore. So we're we'll working on that. Should- Make sure that uh, shit's legal because if anything happens, they won't cover it. Oh no, the power company's <laughs> gonna fucking bring the actual power company because then I have to pay them twenty eight dollars a month just for access, whether or not I use it or not. Yeah. So they're like, "Oh, we'll we'll put the line in." I'm like, "Of course you will, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> of course you will, motherfucker. You some of a bitch." <laughs> fucking Duke, dude, Duke Energy is one of the biggest monopolies. Holy mm-hmm. fuck. Yep. Fucking ridiculous. I actually looked up the, uh, I was looking at power averages the other, not the other day. It's been a few months ago. Um, Duke Energy is 500% above average home pricing. Yeah. And we don't have a choice. There's nothing else available. Mm -mm. Not only that, but I learned this. You cannot go 100% off grid in North Carolina by law, even if you don't use electricity. If you have a piece of property that where where you have a residence, you Unless have it, to pay Duke Energy twenty eight dollars a month. Period. Unless it was grandfathered, or you're in a place like we are where Duke doesn't touch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you cannot are, go completely off grid in North Carolina legally. Uh, there are places around here that are a hundred percent off grid because they were grandfathered. And then there's other places where Duke can't touch. And, uh, yeah, that, that's the good side of living in bumfuck Egypt, as people like to call it. Right. <laughs> people get mad at me and I'm like, Hey, motherfucker, it's beautiful up here. Y'all, y'all should, y'all should stay. <laughs> of course, your power's out half the time, but. <laughs> well, if you're off grid, your power is going to be off half the time anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean. Actually, shit with Duke Energy, your power's out half the time. So <laughs> there is actually a guy that lives in North Carolina that lives off grid, and he he does videos. I've shared a few of his videos. I can't think of his name. Um, and people actually are like, "Well, can you afford that brand new truck?" And he made a video the other day, and he's like, "Well, a lot of people like to ask me how I can afford a brand new truck since I obviously do live off grid and I obviously do not have a job since I am off grid. He's being so sarcastic, right? <laughs> and he goes around and he shows everything that he owns. He's like, and this is why I can own this brand new washer and dryer. And this is why I can own this brand new Ford 20 whatever truck. And this is and it's so fucking great because he doesn't have to pay all these expenditures and all that. That. Uh, I'll try to find it uh, for you. I think um, uh, what what's the dude's name? Where you done the the videos with JJ? Oh, fuck, 
is it shocks? Yeah. Yeah. He made, yeah. uh, uh, he made this guy a little cubby hold for his dog on the four wheeler. Yeah. That's Nate Petrosky. He's in West Virginia. He was or just in North Carolina, not that long ago. And he said North Carolina. <laughs> no, he's in, in West Virginia or Missouri or something. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm positive. He's about a six-hour drive from here. I know he said North Carolina too long ago. I have to find that video. But yeah, he's got. Well, he's got. Uh, he's got a, a bunch of like he does. He makes. He sells coffee. He sells beard oils. He sells. Uh, he does it all, man. Yeah, he does. It's he's simple. got a he great. Yeah, he's got a great uh, passive income stream. You oh, know. Yeah, and I mean. If you're smart and you, you you do it the way that he's done it, of course it's taken him years to get where he's at, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you can make it viable and live the way he lives. I mean, but uh, I couldn't because I got Crohn's. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Well, well, well. What else y'all want to get out? About 2023 or whatever, since we're sitting here, uh, we got a, a little, a little over 30 minutes. It's, it's, it's about 35, 34, give or take. I'm watching the seconds countdown. <laughs> uh, I know, uh, next year is the 10 year anniversary for DV radio. 2014 is when it began. Uh, I came on. Literally the next year, uh, I think it was October of 2015, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, they dragged me in here. Um, and ever since then, I've literally ran the shit. Um, but that aside, uh, next year for the 10 year anniversary, starting in January, it'll be, excuse me, it will be January 6th, which Actually is the first day of a promo that will be, wait, January 6th. Yeah, January 6th. So it will be a promo, uh, week, which starts on January 6th, uh, as well. A design each month, brand new for the 10 year anniversary will come out each month, uh, all of 2024. Um, some of them you'll like, some of them you'll hate. I don't give a shit, uh, but they're there if you want to buy them or they will be there if you want to buy them. Um, we may do something extra. I don't know yet. That's still in the works. Um, but we are trying to bring out a couple more shows. Uh, we obviously have bullets, blades and hooks as well as affinity protocol. Um, we are looking at bringing another, at least, at least for sure. One, uh, we may be adding three. We don't know yet, but definitely one is in the works right now as we speak. Um, obviously we need help with the septic tank or the septic system, uh, at the DV farm. Uh, you, you guys are probably wondering why you don't see updates about the DV farm. We can't update you when there's not any veterans there or we can't do nothing. So we still need to raise at least 25 grand. And I know people are like, you ain't raised that yet. No, we haven't. Um, the, the, do, what donations we have risen, it, it's not enough yet. So if you know somebody that can help us out, 
uh, please reach out. Email me, info at dvradio.net, because uh, uh, Six and Google have a lot going on. They had some other stuff happen recently, and they they couldn't. They they didn't have phones. <laughs> Let's put it that way. No, they didn't. Let's we put it that way. And um, then they can't get into their emails every day because of all the medical stuff that they've got going on. And uh, right now we've raised just a little over two grand. Uh, and I'm sure that's <laughs> that's probably going to be gone by the time we get the twenty five grand because you know we have to pay bills to keep everything up and running. Uh, because it's still active, but we can't hold or house any veterans right now. So until we have that 25 grand, uh, we can't have any veterans. So go to dvfarm.org. You can give through the tab over there under donations. Also, you can give a plethora of ways. Uh, you can click on more info to go directly to our donor box, but below that you can give monthly and give one time. Corporate donations, you can give uh, in crypto, and you can scroll down on that page, and you can give through Affinity Innovations, Inc.'s uh, Adapt, which is a great way to give. All you have to do is make an Adapt, connect your wallet, type in DV Farm. We're the only – it's the only DV Farm on there, so I know for a fact you ain't going to miss us if you type <laughs> in DV Farm. You can send crypto that way, and we can offer it into cash. And then if you're a streamer or a gamer, you can go over to Streamlabs Charity. And you can start fundraising that way. 100% of it goes directly to the DV farm. There's so many ways you can give to the farm. Like I said, if you do want to get in contact with anybody, email me at info at dvradio.net and I'll be sure that Google and six get in contact with you or uh, we set up a meeting or something, which we're actually in the process of setting up some meetings now, uh, but it's the end of the year. And yeah. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and a big thank you to Brad Borders from uh, Purple Heart Homes for putting us in contact with somebody that may be able to help. Uh, again, that's still not set in stone, but at least it got some, uh, you know, wheels turning and some things happening. So, um, and that's part of the whole phone thing that we talked about earlier, you know, is that yes, they got a message from this individual. And then next thing you know, their, their new addition to the farm decided to chew the power cord. So, <laughs> so as you know, dysfunctional as it may be, it shit happens. So yes, by all means, please email either Bo or myself. Uh, so we can get eyes on it, more eyes, the better. And then, like I said, you know, we're here to help out, you know, uh, six and Google when, you know, these things happen. So by all means, you know, whatever it takes. Hey, yeah. uh, I'm going to so tell you got- when I got that text from Google, I was like, fucking excuses, goddamn excuses <laughs> to not make a fucking phone call. And then I was like, our dysfunctional asses, of course it's going to happen because we're the ones that have to live with critters in our goddamn homes. <laughs> yep. Joel, you were getting ready to say something. I was going to let you guys know that we got some questions in the chat and I was going to read it to it. This is to the DV radio. Um, Timothy Hendricks writes, what did you do as individuals doing, uh, involving the opportunities that you guys present, you know, being on air uh, besides doing the air stuff it was there any extracurricular activities that you guys did on behalf of dv radio um to do stuff around your community for veterans i think that's what he's asking and then the last question is did you guys take part in anything you present or do you guys have a personal story like uh like 
backpacks for life and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a fundraising over on Kofi, uh, to raise money for backpacks for life, uh, which we'll take that money and we'll buy these backpacks for the homeless. We'll send them to DD six up in New Hampshire. Uh, we have uh, some people here in North Carolina and then, uh, obviously oink or, uh, uh, Sergeant war dog or anybody, they'll go out and they'll hand them out. <clears throat> as soon as we raise those funds and we get those bags and we do try our best to put in some, uh, what do you call it? Toiletries and, and, and amenities and stuff like that. Necessities for the homeless. Um, and then throughout the year, we don't always talk about it, but we do, uh, donate, um, to various organizations, bat, uh, backpacks for life, uh, oink. I'm not going to fuck it up. I almost <laughs> purple heart homes. Um, uh, and, and various others that help, uh, with veterans and their families, um, offline, we actually have veterans that contact us to get help with certain things, uh, like resources. Uh, some of them are, are suicidal, uh, for that just going to be blunt and we help them, uh, get help, whether it's through battle and distress or, or objective zero, or whatever we have on uh, hand at that time. Uh, we've had, there, there's so many things like there's, there's more than one cog that runs the machine. Um, as far as extracurricular activities. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to know what's in my bag. Let me tell you, cause we, we're going to be here all fucking night. Uh, models, harmonica, drawing, writing, editing, videos, graphics, Audio. <laughs> what else do I do <laughs> that I'm forgetting? Um, but if Oink JJ or Sergeant Wardog want to, uh, well, don't forget in- a partnership with, uh, Change Unchained. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Change Unchained and DV against DV. DV against DV is dysfunctional veterans against domestic violence. Uh, it will take part of people's personal stories that they want to be anonymous. They absolutely can. They can send in their stories, whether they uh, had domestic violence, rape, uh, military sexual trauma, all of that. If they want to send in their stories, they absolutely can. And what we're going to do, uh, we've been working on this for a while, but it's, it's getting people to actually do these voices is people will read these scripts um, and, and read for them and get their story out there and then change unchained. We're partnering with them with that, uh, for human trafficking, uh, child trafficking, sex trafficking, and they do a phenomenal job. Do you want to talk about that real quick, JJ? So change unchained has a tiny house village in, uh, the Gulf coast where they house, uh, the survivors of trafficking and, uh, domestic abuse temporarily while they uh, do things like get an education or certifications, find employment. They just give them a place that's safe where they have access to treatment and all of that kind of thing and can start getting back on their feet after um, escaping whatever their situation was. Uh, that's run by a Navy chief, uh, retired Navy chief and his wife, Troy uh, Yushifer. And, um, Tiffany, I think his wife's name is. Yeah. I can't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they, uh, have, uh, personal family members experience with human trafficking. 
and uh, it's something that uh, they take very, very seriously. Um, and uh, we have, uh, uh, upon uh, discovering them, uh, welcomed them into the DV fold wholeheartedly. Their mission is absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely. And if you want to find out more about those people that we work closely with, you can go to dvradio.net and click on the DVR family. Everybody's there from Change Unchained to Southern Vet Suites, uh, Betsy Ross. There's so many over there. It's just, just just naming a few. Um, so please head over there, dvradio.net and click on the DV farm or DVR family, <laughs> not DV farm. DVR family, DV farm is part of the DVR family though. Um, oink, Sergeant Wardog. I think you nailed it right there is that, you know, we're just trying to, to, to get these, uh, better organizations in one place, you know, if we can, you know, the one stop shop, if you're looking for somebody that has information on, you know, the, the VA program, we know folks, you know, if you're looking for somebody that, uh, builds ramps for disabled veterans coming back, we know folks, you know, that, that's the thing is that, uh, you know, if we could provide some kind of service to the veterans out there for anything for, for, like I said, the VA loans to the, you know, needing assistance for ADA compliant housing to you name it. I would hope that people come here. You know what I'm saying? That that's one of our goals is that we can provide some kind of service free because it's veterans taking care of veterans. That's, that's my goal anyway. Absolutely. That's a, that's another thing that I know doesn't get reiterated enough is the fact that everything's 100% free. Uh, the goodies uh, like the pre-show and after show that's up uh, on the DV radio newsletter at Substack that you do have to pay for. Um, but it's another way for us to actually keep money flowing in to keep the website, the player, uh, and to have money on hand. If somebody does need something, uh, we've helped a lot of people, not going to lie, uh, not just out of our own pockets, but from DV radio funds to help people when they were in a tough, tough spot. So, uh, yeah, that, that's another thing I want to let everybody know. I, I, get, I get a lot of people, uh, it's so hard to find this, so hard to find that. I don't know how it's so fucking hard when you go to dvradio.net <laughs> and it's right there. You can click live, you can click podcast, you can click chat room. Um, but we're not a multi-million dollar company. We are a for-profit company, but none of us sees a dime. If anything, we pay more into DV radio than we have ever gotten out of it. And that's not throwing shade on anything that we do. We absolutely love it or we wouldn't have been doing it me for a fucking decade and these guys for just about as long. Um, so yeah, that, that we 22 a day, we want to do exactly what objective zero said. And, uh, Betsy over there, she actually said in her own words, I would love to be out of a job tomorrow, meaning we don't have to worry about veteran suicide. Is that ever going to be possible? Probably not. Would it be nice if it was virtually zero? You're damn right. Um, but if we can just, if, if we continue this to the day we die and only one person is listening, but it's helping that one person, I am more than happy and willing to do it one night a week <laughs> um, and continue doing this. Absolutely. Uh, as long as I can fucking control what's going on as far as uh, my life to be able to do this and I'm not dying like I was there for a few <laughs> years every fucking month, um, et cetera, et cetera. Absolutely. I'm going to keep doing this. Uh, Sergeant Wardog, do you want to add anything to that? Sergeant Wardog, you must have stepped away because you had the munchies again. 
Um, First casualty <laughs> of the night. <laughs> I thought I'd seen a gleam from platinum somewhere. Um, <laughs> Joel, was there a, uh, did we answer the both questions or? I think so. I think so. The, the one question, I, I don't know if you know him, but he's a veteran singer and he's brand new. He's really good. If you look him up, his name is Joe, Joe Allen Christie. He just asked how he could get his music on TV radio and how he could get his music on MBR. So I sent him an email for him to send the stuff and I can just, just, dispersed it all around all the networks around us. So, uh, but he's very good. If you haven't looked him up, he does have a TikTok. Is Joe Allen Christie. Uh, he has an amazing voice. Yeah. And, uh, that's another thing. If you do miss our once a year independent musician sign up. Uh, info at dvradio.net, link at dvradio.net. Be sure you say independent musician. Let us know if you're a veteran or not. Obviously, veterans and emergency responders get priority. We don't turn anybody away unless, you know, you sound like a cat on glass. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and they probably like, you don't sound good either when you sing, Bo. And that's why I don't fucking sing, motherfucker. Um, but no, uh, if you miss our, our like I said, once, a year independent musician submission form that we usually put out mid year, give or take. Uh, you can email us info at dvradio.net, oink at dvradio.net. Again, just let us know, uh, what your veteran status is. Uh, if you're an emergency responder, firefighter, nurse, doctor, uh, therapist, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we'll, we'll listen to your music and we'll try to put it on the, uh, excuse me, daily rotation. Um, yeah, so with that, it is 2343, 1143 for you potatoes that use a 12 <laughs> hour clock. Uh, so what we're going to do now is we're going to play, we will play the end of the year tribute. What this is, is, uh, sound clips from all the celebrities that have passed this year. It's not all of them. It's a great deal of them. I can't fit them all into this. This is about five and a half minutes long. So if you need to go pee, fill up your drink, pop some more popcorn, whatever you're going to do before that ball drops, please do that during this, but please listen to it. I hope you do like it. And, uh, if you don't hear somebody in it, don't get mad. All right. I, I'm one person. It's a five minute fucking audio clip. Uh, so do enjoy it. Without further ado, this is the end of the year tribute for all of those that have passed, uh, celebrity wise this year for 2023. I try and inspire people to, uh, be creative and live a fun life. Don't be an asshole. I was the son of people, Cable. I was leaving across the football fields live on ABC. Look, I'm just an ordinary man. I can't perform miracles. We all are in this together as a team. We're going to make it work. We won't fail because of me. Well, this is typical. Only a man would do a thing like that. Don't call that love. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Look at crap, man. This is shit. Nobody fights for the country. They fight for their family, for someone they love. 
Lydia Kuryakin. I'm with the UNCLE. Sometimes I wake up and I can't sleep. Not without a drink. I mean, everywhere we go, we're just passing through. We're strangers. I never arrive at the destination which I like best. Can't take them alone, can you? Wrong. The point of the story, you need a break. I'm trying to use the phone! Wasting away The script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. As you flip through the pages each and every day, a layer will open up that you didn't know was there before. My daddy always said the first words are to be forgiven. The second words are to be cherished. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Thank you for healing me. Hello and welcome to Talk Sex. I'm your host, Sue Johansson. I know what you guys think of us. We're the only thing between you and the jungle. I can see her lying back in her satin dress in a room where you do what you don't confess. There, there, and you have to, people have to realize that um, singing is individual. Yeah, you have a beautiful voice. But what did you do with it? We all face storms in our life, and they come in one of three forms. Try to remember when life was so tender that no one wept except the willow. We've watched so many die for this war. We stand alongside more allies than ever before. What is wrong with you? Is everything okay? Don't do hard drugs. I wasted time. Time is the final currency, not money. Addiction's a major disease, and I didn't take it seriously. I really didn't. You've got to serve the people. If you bring it up again, I'll feed your genitals to a wolf. Kids today won't have a chance to enjoy that kind of experience. I mean, there's no experience like that around where you can just go and be free to develop yourself as an entertainer. Don't cry, daddy. Daddy, please don't cry. No, I'm not confident at all. going to remind them that what poetry is good for, to remind people of their own humanity. Mare incognita, the unknown sea down there. We have started and finished, Buster. And now for an encore, get an earful of the following. Now that I'm 86 years old, nobody ever remembers or is interested in anything else I did the rest of my life. I was only an astronaut for seven or eight years. I was a Marine Corps fighter pilot. I really don't want to be remembered, to be honest with you. It's really not important to me. My mom always liked you best. I looked for you guys for four months. I guess the only thing I'm going to miss in this world is that poor old man. After that unhappy, why stay and suffer? On and on you will hike, and I know you'll hike far. And face up to your problems, whatever they are. Sorry, there's some place I have to be. Let's say that our little show is over, and so the story. 
Talk Barracks Party New Year's Eve, New Year's Day annual show special <laughs> thing. That was our end of the year tribute for celebrities that have passed in 2023. Hope you enjoyed that. If your favorite celebrity was not in there, I am sorry. You all had a chance to send me clips and you didn't, so fuck you. <laughs> no. Uh, I thought it was I, great. I, I couldn't hear a word you said. You were really low. Oh, I just said I thought you was great. Oh, I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, it, I, I like doing it. It's, it's bittersweet. I do like going and, and getting these clips because it's like, God, some talented motherfuckers. Uh, I know some people are probably wondering why I played Freebird and Gary Rosenden passed away. Uh, this year he was the last true Leonard Skinner band member, uh, from the original Leonard Skinner band. So that's why you heard Freebird in there. Um, but yeah, Jeff Beck, Charles Stanley, Gordon Lightfoot, uh, so many passed away and it's a damn shame. Some really young, uh, some obviously really old, uh, but, uh, they got so many accolades to their name. It's, it's almost unbelievable. What was some shocking celebrity deaths for you guys this year? I don't know if it was this year or if it was considered last year, but Betty White shocked the shit out of me. Oh yeah, she she literally died like <laughs> right before <laughs> she should have. Um yeah, that was uh two years ago, I think, twenty twenty one if I remember right. Um Oh, has it been that long? Damn, I'm don't listen to me. <laughs> that long, yeah, right before she uh, turned a hundred, wasn't it? Yep. Like, or something like that. Yeah. Like two weeks before she turned on it. I was like, you couldn't stay for two fucking weeks. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, yeah, man. I, I think, uh, one that really got me was, uh, Andre, uh, Brower. Oh man, dude. I used to love to watch homicide life on the streets when he came on as Frank. Oh, damn. I was like, Oh, it's my man. <laughs> Looked up to that man. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, like I said, it was a, it was a bittersweet Lance Reddick. Yep. That was another one. That yep. was painful. I seen that and I was, I was not prepared. Man, I, not I prepared. fell in love with that man. Uh, and his voice and just his, his acting skills with, uh, uh, fringe. Yes. Fringe? Look. <laughs> They should have never quit Fringe. You know why they quit Fringe? Because they wasn't getting enough viewership. Their last oh. episode, their last season actually had eight million viewers, and, and there you, wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. Their live shows that they have like, now barely break a million. Yeah, it's like fucking Firefly. They fucking canceled Firefly, and Firefly had the potential to outlive Star Wars and Star Trek. Yep. Had they just Bar- slogged through the low spot at the end of the first season, you know? Farscape is another show you should check out if you like. Oh, uh, yeah. I loved Farscape. Oh, dude. I love that fucking show. Oh, it's so fucking hilarious at times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, this year it, it, I was surprised with a lot of people, uh, that passed away. Um, Norman Lear. 
I know he was up there, but I was like, Norman Lear died? <laughs> I'm like, God damn. Uh, Matthew Perry, I think, caught everybody off guard, too, from Friends who played mm-hmm. on Bean. Yeah, that was another one. I was like, God damn. And, and you guys heard the the uh, final like, autopsy, like what exactly killed him, right? Well, he was on ketamine treatments, and I know a lot of people are saying that he overdosed on ketamine, but he had a heart problem. And the thing people don't understand with ketamine is we don't know how it affects your body completely. I know it's been around since the 70s, but it's still a drug that we haven't just dove into to find out how good it is for everything. And he already had a heart problem right. and he had been working out or had been playing uh squash or something beforehand. And then he had a ketamine treatment and then he got into a hot tub. So, uh, and I don't think he would have threw his life away after he was just recovered right. and, and doing all the stuff he was doing, but yeah. Right, I I, I I believe I read that he did a Kellyan treatment there at his house, but he didn't think it would be a he didn't think it would be an issue. It didn't become an issue until he got in the hot tub. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's it's one of those things that you don't know exactly how everything's going to ha- happen. Michael Gambon or Gambon, snappy. I can't remember how you say his last name. Um. But yeah, it's almost that time on my clock. It is just under five minutes. We got like four and a half minutes. And I know those people listening, you probably got four and 40 minutes. <laughs> I, don't um, I, don't, I don't remember the, uh, the, uh, the, the delay, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not been a horrible year. It's not been a great year for me. Uh, and like we were talking earlier, I know everybody's got their ups and downs and in betweens. Um, yes, yes, Red Raquel, wait, she was the one that said, uh, the, the bit, um, that was in the tribute about I'll feed your genitals to a wolf. That was actually from uh, <laughs> Seinfeld when she was <laughs> Kramer walks into her dressing room and she's talking to somebody on the phone. It's fucking hilarious. Um, I want to tell you that my year has been amazing since I've connected with you guys. Uh, not only have I been have fun, you know, doing the radio thing, but you know, getting to know you guys individually, personally, you know, on Facebook. You know, through emails, through phone calls and stuff. I am really grateful for you guys' friendship. So I want to tell you guys thank you so much. And I cannot wait for what this new year brings. Hey, man, we appreciate it. And same to you has been a, I don't want to say wild ride, but it's been, um, I guess, all over the place this year with who we've connected with and whom we've had on. I mean, we have Black Rambo on. Holy shit. Didn't think that would ever fucking happen. Um, and, and, and quite a few others, uh, this year, uh, inert mugs who I hope we, uh, start a partnership with and I got to get up with him anyway. Um, uh, veteran trash talk. Yeah. And you guys had Tony Brown and Tony Brown is on to an entirely different project, kind of like what you guys did with the homeless veterans. With, uh, D, DV Farm, they're, they're in the, 
they're in the process of doing the same thing in, in North Carolina. Yep. Um, and, uh, veteran trash talk who, uh, also me and Oink need to get up with and, and start working with because there's a lot of things that I want to talk to them about. There's just so many people, uh, in the network, uh, if you will. It's, it's great. It's great. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a while. Like I said, it's been a while fucking ride. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see you guys talking about the actor that died this year. It, it was Mac, Michael Gambon, Gambon. I can't say his name. He played, uh, Dumbledore, uh, Rebels, right? That's what I was saying earlier. Um, <laughs> he, he was in the tribute to, I can't remember where he was at, but he was in there. Don't worry. I promise you he was in there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm pulling the fucking clip. <laughs> Um, it's like, I know motherfucker. Uh, (laughs) oh shit. So it's almost that time. We got just over a minute. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm not watching the ball drop. So we just going to count it down from my shit. And then we'll have (laughs) old Lang Zion playing in the podcast and all that good shit. Uh, but we'll, we'll be on a couple minutes after the show, uh, to reorganize here. After, after we, we, we count down the new years. Um, but, uh, yeah, we got, we got a lot to do, uh, this upcoming year. Hopefully, uh, I look forward to it. I hope everything goes great. I hope there's not too many snags. I hope I'm not jinxing it by saying that we got about 30 seconds now. I'm just counting it down, watching the clock tick, fucking get 2023 out of the way, uh, and watch this thing hit. Uh, uh, Monday, one January, 2024. So we can be like, woohoo. Uh, and it, it's, I guess it's that time to start counting down, you know, 10, nine, nine eight, eight, seven, seven, six, six, six five, 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 four, four, four three, 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 two, two one. one. Happy, Happy fucking new year, year motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, it's 2024. The world didn't fucking explode. You motherfuckers in your goddamn fireworks making everything look like it's fucking <laughs> dial up over here in my chat room. I wish I was screen recording. No, I don't because that would <laughs> computer would probably be shut down by now. My fucking I'm not joking. Like everything is like two fucking frames per second right now. I can. This bitch is white. My entire fucking chat room is goddamn white from the sparks of these fireworks. Red's gift of Snoopy saying Happy New Year just now is picking up. The fireworks finally went the fuck away. You assholes. You did. Anyway, um, welcome 2024. It's January 1st. Uh, really quick. I guess we'll go around the proverbial table. Oink, any New Year's resolutions or anything you're looking forward to for 2024? Well, it's still, you know, I still got four hours to go. Uh, no, I know that <laughs> motherfucker. I was trying to avoid that, but you know what? We in the future, motherfucking only over here in the goddamn past. I'm in the past, living in the past, past yeah, as usual. Living in the past. <laughs> no, actually, guys, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to the the continuing what we've you know started. 
with this whole journey of DV radio and, and continuing to grow. Uh, obviously Joel helping us along in that way with, you know, getting us over on the tickety talks and the Instagrams and all the other places that we haven't been yet. And, you know, like I said, you know, it's just something that uh, we're looking to grow and continue on and, and hopefully we can serve more veterans. That That's my goal. Absolutely. Sergeant Wardog. I, um, uh, just like to, con- us to continue to, uh, bring on great guests like we have been, man. Um, bring on get great guests, inform the people, inform our veterans and, uh, eventually get, um, the DV farm back where it needs to be. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, Joe. Uh, Let's just keep on grinding and doing what we're doing. We're, we're, we're making things happen and we're helping a lot of vets. So let's continue that. 100%. Mr. JJ. I'm hoping to get veterans into my shop and, uh, introduce them to wood turning and, uh, the, uh, benefits that it can have for your mental health this year, the same way Bob did for me. And, uh, but I, I'm not going to end up the same way Bob has ended up. You better not become a fucking Bob. I am not going to be Bob. I will make it a fucking point to get out of this goddamn house if any of you <laughs> try to become Bob. I you almost did with Marquis. Don't be Bob. I almost did with Marquis. Ask Marquis. I almost got out of my fucking house and made a trip to fucking Georgia. My mom was packing shit. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> like I was, I was plotting the route. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I look forward, like I said, to 2024. I look forward to obviously having new listeners, to bringing in more guests, to working with more people, um, making better connections. Uh, it, it, there's so many things I want to do. There really is. And I, and I hate to talk about them on air in the public because something always fucks it up or something holds it back, like DV against DV. Uh, I, I really want to get DV against DV off off the ground and, and running and, and just full fledged with that. I don't want to make any money off of it. I just want to help people. That's, that's why we do it. I want to see people smile. That's why I do the shit I do. That's why I've always done the shit I've done. Um, but honestly, other than that, I want to say thank you to each and every listener, whether you've listened live on podcast or wherever you have heard us at, I want to thank everybody that has supported us, whether you've just shared and, and reacted to post or you have actually donated to the farm or radio or you bought something from the store at dvradio.net or anything to help us continue what we're doing. Without you guys, we wouldn't have a reason to do what we do every week. Just sit here and bullshit and act like a bunch of dumbasses and rant and rave and carry on. I know a lot of you don't agree with us and we don't agree with you or vice versa in between all that. But we love each and every one of you. Good night, Red. Thank you for being on tonight. Happy New Year. We hope you and the family have a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful year. Um, and I, I, hey, anybody else got anything to say, uh, before we do our roundup really quick for last thoughts? Oh, all right. Take that as a note. (laughs) Let's do our roundup really quick. (laughs) JJ, last thoughts for our listeners live or on podcast, brother. Um, Go register and vote this year. I don't want to hear any bitching if you didn't vote. (laughs) I thought he was going to say something. 
Uh, Sergeant Wardall. Yeah. Um, I joke quite often about psych ward gang. If you have any type of mental health crisis, do not be ashamed nor afraid to dial the digits 988 and choose option one. All right. Just as I did in my moment of crisis, do not be ashamed nor afraid to dial the digits 988 and choose option one. If you're having a mental health crisis, have a great week, have a great year and salute. 1000%. Joe. Don't text your battle buddy. Don't call your battle buddy. Visit him. Don't do, don't try to do like push ups and stuff like that. Reach out to your battle buddies, the ones that you served with, not the ones that you're like friends, acquaintance with. Those aren't the ones that need help. It's, it's your battle buddies that need help. Reach out to them. And Mr. Oink, last thoughts for listeners live or on podcast, brother, for our last and beginning 2023, 2024. Just remember, folks, you're never alone. If you need to talk to somebody, reach out to ObjectiveZero.org. You can search by branch of service, by uh, MOS, all kinds of different search options, you know, available for you. So there's always a brother and sister willing to talk to you. So don't feel like you're alone. Don't be a Bob. Reach out and talk to somebody. Absolutely. Look, again, we love each and every one of you. I know you don't feel it all the time, but we absolutely 100 unequivocally percent do uh cv 66 we gotta get you back on here brother i didn't forget about you i loved having you on and, and i loved you uh sharing your life with us that night and i'd love to just chit chat with you some more and i'd love for you and jj to talk about your navy time um but for everybody <laughs> here at gb radio that sergeant war dog joaquin what's high from mbr radio joel and it's Oink and myself, Bo, here at Barracks Talk, Barracks Party, WDVR, DVRadio.net, all that jizzy jazz. We love each and every one of you. Be safe. Don't be stupid. Have a great fucking whatever it is when you're listening to us and a wonderful brand new 2024. Until next week, Foxicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Goodbye, motherfucker! <laughs> 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 Radio.